Dan, the board game man, with this week's Top 5 Express Board Games Edition. This episode, I'm going to give you a topic for the list and give you my picks for the top five games of that list. So this is part two of our kind of way back machine I did 2015 last time. And at this time, I'm going to do the top five games from 2010. Now, 2010, man, it feels like forever ago. Ten years ago, this was kind of right around, right after I uh, just started getting really back into the hobby pretty hardcore. And it really was right about the beginning of a big renaissance of the hobby board game because a lot of more people getting into the hobby and a lot more game types and games really getting into there. Because, of course, you know, people have been playing Catan at this point for a while but really just starting to get a lot more mainstream groove of the, you know, hobby board gaming. So uh, I'm going to give you a few of the honorable mentions and then of course, get into my top five of 2010. So, so there's only five this week of the, of the honorable mentions. I went into a lot last time with the 2015, but here, uh, honorable mention merchants and marauders. I've talked about this one in the past, as far as a really good pirate game where you can be either be obviously a merchant or a marauder or a pirate, a uh, really cool thematic game, real fun, little sandboxy experience. Uh, also, Sid Meier's Civ. Now, th- that's been out kind of a few different times, but this was the first really kind of the re-imaging of uh, Sid Meier's Civ, a really big, sprawling, good 4X civilization game. Now, of course, uh, the combat system is decent in the original game, but there's a couple of expansions that fix different things. One fixes kind of the economic victory, and one kind of fixes the, uh, you know, the real fun of the, of of uh, you know, of attacking and of combat in the game. So, you really could use some of those expansions, but it's a really fun game. If you do like those sprawling 4X Civ games that last kind of half the day, this is a really good one to get. Uh, that's Sid Meier's Civ. Hanabi also came out. Now, this was right before. Now, there's things like The Crew, The Game, and The Crew is out now. All these kind of uh, games that are co-op games where you're trying to read off of each other and really get to a certain uh, goal. Now, what Hanabi is, is that everybody else sees your cards, and you do not see your cards. So you're trying to you can kind of give clues to people about who's got the next one and you're trying to get the different colors cards to go in order from, I believe it's uh, either five down to one or one up to five or, or things like that. But you're trying to kind of really communicate somehow to each other and figure out what cards you have and when to play the certain cards. So really solid game, a little ahead of its time there, Hanabi. Forbidden Island also came out. This was kind of Matt Leacock's next thing after pandemic, well, you know, next kind of good family thing after pandemic. So it has that pandemic feel where you're playing cars and moving around an island before it's, it sinks, but also trying to get the different artifacts before it sinks. But a really good family weight game. Uh, absolutely can't recommend this enough. It's usually about less than $20, but check out Forbidden Island. Uh, I really wanted to put Seven Wonders on the main list, but I kind of felt like it was a cheat since I put Seven Wonders Duel so high on my other list uh, for uh, 2015. But Seven Wonders probably could be either number two or number one on this list, but I kind of wanted to get some more games in here uh, to this list. So I put Seven Wonders as an also ran, but this you can't get too many great, better games than uh, kind of a larger game where you can kind of use a lot more people, but it's dr- easy to use drafting a lot of icons and stuff. But once you kind of teach people how to play, it's just such a great, great game. Uh, also check out the app for uh, Seven Wonders. So Without further ado, here's the top five. This is another kind of one of these lists where it's not a, not very much chalk as far as the games that you'll find of the best games of the year. But these are games that I really, for me, these are my top five games of this year. Number five is Ascension. Now, this is the deck building game. Uh, There's no no secret that I absolutely love Ascension, a deck building game. You can find this app, uh, I believe, for free. It's also on Steam. Uh, you can get some of the expansions will cost you, but the uh, base game uh, should be pretty fr- should be free. But this game is amazing. Now, kind of Dominion came out a few years before this where 
where kind of has an older, really is, to me, in my opinion, uh, Dominion is great and all, but it's kind of an antiquated game now because there's, you know, the one by, you know, it's like one action, one by, and you got to keep up with all these things. Ascension really kind of took it into another direction where you're kind of, you have two different currencies where there's money and kind of power and you're getting cards out of a center row, which is kind of a cycling center row rather than just the 10 static cards that you use each game. There's a center row where you're kind of acquiring cards into your deck and using, again, deck building where, and there's also monsters that'll come out that when you defeat them using the power, uh, you'll get a reward for that. So you're getting a certain amount of victory points depending on how many players you play. Once the pool of uh, victory points or honor is gone, that triggers the end game. Uh, it plays in one to four players, uh, really two to four players. I really recommend this one at two. Uh, you know, you can play, uh, you can play the app or you can also play against the AI, which is really good on the app. Um, only plays about 30 to 45 minutes at most, but just really easy to play game. Uh, this was put out by Stoneblade Entertainment uh, and Justin Gary is uh, the main designer. There's also kind of John Fullerillo and Brian Kibler also kind of designers, but this really is Justin Gary's baby. Uh, Ultra Pro, I believe, has the rights to this now, but this was Stoneblade Entertainment. Uh, I can't say enough about Ascension. I played I played over five or 6,000 games. I still play this game constantly online uh, on the app, so uh, definitely recommend checking that one out. That is Ascension. Number four, this is Fresco. This was from... Uh, Queen Games. This is Wolfgang Panning, Marco Roskowski, and Marcel Subelbeck. Uh, this is a two to four player game. This is a Euro game. Plays in about an hour and a half. Uh, they say an hour, but it's, I'd say about an hour and a half. Uh, it is a kind of a light to medium weight Euro game. Now, what's really cool about this is you're basically trying to restore the fresco, which is the, the painting, uh, you know, the museum painting. Uh, you're trying to restore the fresco. Each kind of, each kind of the, one of the tiles has uh, three or, or less. There's basically three colors of that are being painted of the fresco and you're trying to use your workers it's really cool you're behind a screen so you're using the screen to determine when your workers where your workers are going and then you're also determining how early they're how early they're waking up so depending on how early they're waking up, they're either going to be mad or happy with you. And you also get a leg up on the competition to get into the different stalls to either get paints or mix the paints or be the first one to paint different things. There's also a few uh, kind of mini expansions that come in the box. There's also a bunch of other module expansions, but kind of the ones that are in the box are the ones that I would use. There's uh, you know some pretty good ones there. They don't, go, don't really complicate it too much. But just the whole idea of using kind of a Euro feel and worker placement, but determining when you want to wake up to to either push yourself to go before everybody else or to kind of wait. Because if your workers are happy and you let them sleep in, you get more workers, but you're going to go after everybody else. If you push them very hard, you get to go first. However, you may lose a worker because they're not very happy that you keep making them wake up early. Uh, there's, Like I said, there's different things you're getting victory points for depending on uh, different uh, tiles that you're uncovering and painting of part of the fresco. And you're getting different points by moving kind of the, the Pope around on there. And all the different uh, modules are really, really solid. I cannot recommend this one enough. Uh, very solid game. You could probably find it for about $40, $50 out there now, but that is Fresco. Number three, this is another heavier game. One of my favorite heavier weight Euro games. This was from GMT. This is called Dominant Species. Uh, this was designed by the late Chad Jensen. There's actually a newer version that kind of changes a little bit of things called Dominant Species Marine. It should be out either this year or next year. But in Dominant Species, again, you're looking at a kind of a worker placement game where there's different uh, spots on the board where you're kind of putting your your thing out and then it gets re re uh, kind of re re sorry resolved in order from top to bottom. 
bottom. And you're trying to, this is a kind of, everybody has their own species, whether you're mammals or whether you're arachnids and things. And there's different, uh, you obviously have the uh, food chain, like the top to the bottom of the food chain. And depending on the dominance that you have on dif- different parts of the board, you're putting out different kind of hexes on this board and the board will develop over time. And you can kind of get some more dominance on different parts of the board. And depending on if you have dominance in different areas, uh, you can have more cubes there or you can remove different cubes there and you can get different points. Uh, and you'll have uh, control of the spots where you can get uh, victory points as well. Then you can also get certain, you can score certain areas where you can get different cards, which are kind of very powerful. So you want to really do that. Uh, Dominant Species Marine will change a little bit of this, kind of think it'll make it a little more user-friendly. This one, even though it is a little bit heavier, I don't think it's that hard to learn. It just takes a little while to get to learn. A little abstracty, but boy, this game is uh, meaty in a really fun way. Uh, Dominant Species. There was an app for it. I'm not sure if it's been removed from the, the iPad store or not, but I do recommend it because it's a real good way to learn the game and a real good way to play against the AI and get a lot of games in there. But again, this is kind of a medium to heavier weight Euro. You're going to be playing this one. It's going to be about three hour game for you, but also absolutely just amazing. Uh, you know, again, a great game by Chad Jensen, and I can't wait to see, uh, you know, what the, what his estate and, and the finishing of his spouse, uh, finishing of the game when it does come out, Dominant Species Marine. Number two is Defenders of the Realm. Oh boy, this one is a Richard Lanius gem. This was, uh, Eagle Griffin Games. Again, another game that kind of has its roots or kind of spiritual, uh, I, I guess spiritual influence from Pandemic. It's is a, a kind of a co-op game where different, uh, you have different generals whether they be kind of a dragon uh, or the, the, I believe, the different kobolds or the orcs and things like that. There's different uh, generals that are trying to march their way to the middle of the city, and you're trying to do your best to keep them away from the main city. Everybody has their own kind of, uh, your own, you're, you're basically playing your own fantasy race or fantasy person and you have, uh, you know, very powerful abilities, but everybody's got to work together to keep the blight from spreading. So depending on how many uh, different monsters are in different areas of the board, there could be taint or, or blight around the land. And then the, uh, obviously the generals are going in, you have to get, uh, you know, do some different quests and clear the different parts of the land and then eventually be able to go against the different generals and then roll some dice and hopefully defeat the generals. You have to defeat all the generals to win the game. Uh, there's some really cool expansions to this game. that has been a whole bunch of expansions and there's even more different, you know, newer minis that kind of came out to represent all the different kind of minions of the game. But uh, I can't recommend this one enough. Uh, there's a new kind of Sentinels of Freedom, I believe, uh, or Freedom 5, uh, which is going to be coming out. This is kind of uh, going to be the uh, Sentinels of the Multiverse mixed with Defenders of the Realm. That one I kind of covered on Munchkin Land in the past. But this one will be coming out uh, on Kickstarter sometime, I believe, next year The uh, when that one will release on there. But it basically has its roots in this one here, Defenders of the Realm. One to four player game. Plays in about two hours, uh, an hour and a half to two hours. Kind of a medium weight, but not too hard. But it is a co and really, really fun. Uh, again, it is Defenders of the Realm by Richard Alonius and put out by Eagle and Griffin Games. It's a big game, sprawling and uh, a lot of fun. Number one, the best game, in my opinion, of 2010. And this was a game, again, that uh, kind of was way ahead of its time. This is called Alien Frontiers. This was originally put out by Clever Mojo Games and Tori Neiman. I uh, believe that uh, Game Salute still has the rights to it. Uh, to put it out now. I'm not sure whatever the, the company might be putting it out as now, but Alien Frontiers is a one of the original dice worker as workers, dice placement games. Uh, this was also one of the big su- original success stories of Kickstarter. 
back in 2010. Uh, this is a really solid game. You're basically settling different colonies on the moon. Now you're using your workers, your dice to do different things to try and, uh, you know, get different resources, also get some cards, some alien effect cards that helps to give you a little cheaty powers, but you're trying to get your fuel and, uh, your other resource, uh, which is the, 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 uh, the coal, I believe coal or something like that. It's basically gray cubes. So you have your, your resources and you're trying to put your different colonies on the board. If you have dominance in certain areas of the board, you can get special player powers. Now, they also released Alien Frontiers Factions, which was uh, kind of takes this into a new direction and gives you more player powers initially and more places to place things because after a while, Alien Frontiers is an amazing game. But when you play it a million times like we have, eventually you kind of got to get some little samey or kind of very, I wouldn't say stale, but you have to play it a lot to, to really understand what I mean. But really, Factions kind of breathes a lot of new life into it. But I really recommend people, if you haven't tried Alien Frontiers, grab yourself a copy or get it played. Uh, again, <laughs> Man, I think I say this just about every game. This was available as an app as well. I'm not sure if it had been taken down, I, but I do remember playing it on the iPad. Uh, some of these games, eventually, they just kind of disappear. But uh, you might be able to find this one as an app if you want to check it out as well. But such an absolutely amazing game, Alien Frontiers by Tori Neiman. So there you have it. That's my top five of 2010. Uh, that is Ascension, number five. Number four, Fresco. Number three, Dominant Species. Number two, Defenders of the Realm. And number one, Alien Frontiers. Thanks for joining me this week on Top 5 Express Board Games Edition. If you have any questions or you want to tell me your top five games from 2010, please feel free to comment on the episode on Majorspoilers.com or go to the site for tons of great podcasts and content by Steven and the rest of Major Spoilers crew. I'm Dan Dan, the board game man. You can find me at GeekJockBlog on Twitter, on the Geek All-Stars podcast, or as a contributor to TMSPM, where I do a board game segment with Scott and Brian. We'll be back soon with more board game top five goodness. But until then, hey, grab a new board game and have some fun with your family and friends. This podcast is copyright 2020 by Major Spoilers Entertainment, LLC.